kite talkers here, box kite Brandon, stunt kite Steven, fighter kite Aza, foil kite Dylan. Okay, now that Amir is back in Afghanistan, he's running into different settings that he hasn't seen in many years and also some new ones because of the war and invasions in Afghanistan. So uh, as Amir goes into his town, it starts off chapter 18 with a quote of the setting. The sun had almost set and left the sky swathered in smothers of purple and red. I walked down the busy, narrow street that led away from Rahim Khan's building. The street was a noisy lane and a maze of alleyways choked with pedestrians, bicycles, and rickshaws. Billboards hung at its corners, advertising Coca-Cola and cigarettes. Lollywood movie posters displayed sultry actresses dancing with handsome brown-skinned men in fields of marigolds. So this kind of this kind of gives you uh, this kind of gives you the sounds of the street and imagery of what it would be like in a city in Afghanistan. So I think the author does really well creating a picture in the reader's mind. We were driving westbound towards the Kartarsad district on what I remembered as a major thoroughfare in the 70s. Jada Maywan, just north of us was a bone-dry Kabul River. On the hills to the south stood the broken old city wall. Just east of it was Bala Hisaf Fort. The ancient citadel, um, the ancient citadel was the warlord Dostum had occupied in 1992 on the Shura mountain range, the same mountains from which Mahadardin forces have showed Kabul with rockets between 1992 and 1996, inflicting much of the damage I was wit witnessing now. The Shadarza range direct all the way to the west. It was from those mountains I remember the firing of the Topa Chast, the noon cannon. And um, and this, and this quote just explains like. Um, I I feel like it's just like a a drive by of the country. Like you get a nice view of all the um, like the mountain ranges. You get an overarching look, of, some of the land of of Afghanistan. Yeah. So my quote says, We followed him through the dim, grim hallways where barefoot children dressed in frayed sweaters ambled around. We walked past rooms with no floor covering but matted carpets and windows shuttered with sheets of plastic. Skeleton frames of steel beds, most with no mattress, filled the rooms. Um, this is just describing the orphanage and just how like in bad condition it is and how poor it is. Um, because the Taliban won't give them money. And um, it's pretty much just describing it with how, um, like for example, where it says skeleton frames of steel beds, most with no mattresses, just like how they don't have mattresses on the beds. And um, describing the hallways as grimy. So yeah. Okay, my quote was on, um, Jada Maywand has turned into a giant sandcastle. The buildings that hadn't entirely collapsed barely stood with caved-in roofs and walls pierced with rocket shells. Entire blocks had been obliterated to rubble. I saw a bullet-poked sign half-buried at an angle in a heap of debris. It read, Drink Coat. It's supposed to be Coca-Cola. I saw children playing in the ruins of a windowless building amid jagged stumps of brick and stone. Bicycle riders and mold carts swerved around kids' stray dogs in a pile of debris. 
A haze of dust hovered over the city and across the river. A single plume of smoke rose to the sky. This quote is kind of sad because it shows how bad the condition the city is in after all the wars and how they're struggling. And all the buildings he used to see in his childhood are now pretty much gone or destroyed. And the author does a good job of painting that picture. The climax of the story is happening right now in the book. His, um, Amir and is going to the stadium to because this guy took Hassan's son from the orphanage. He's in the Taliban and he's at the stadium. So they're going there to try to talk to, to him so they can save the son. And they think they're going to be watching a game. And at first they thought it was in really bad condition, but then they realized that it looked like that because they were going to stone people there. So it's about to happen right now. So we're right at the climax. Yeah, so it's uh, it seems like a really dangerous, dangerous condition. And we're not used to Amir going to anything dangerous. We're not used to Amir putting himself in any sort of danger. So I think this is really important for Amir. He's finally, like, you know, um, getting courage and bravery. And he's going to go try and uh, have some redemption. Um. Yeah, so same same thing as that. Amir hopefully will will on up. He'll do who do the he'll do the best thing for the situation. You know, he'll do what's right, and um, that's all we can hope for. Really, it's coming towards the end. Maybe he'll take down the Taliban. Yeah, single handedly, Amir coming in. Um. Yeah, I agree with the guys. Um. I think Amir's gonna. Uh, own up and do the right thing and be the hero of the book, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So right now it looks like the falling action is going to happen. He's going to probably save Hassan's son, hopefully, and then deal with the Taliban issues in Afghanistan and hopefully redeem himself. Yeah, so it looks like falling action. Um, maybe we'll get a re resolution and see Amir have some um, redeeming qualities at the very end. All right, so same with that. Hopefully Amir uh, steps up and um, redeems himself. He shows that he's that he's worth being alive, you know. <laughs> and uh, he he um, he makes that connection with Hassan's son, you know, tying it back together. Maybe maybe he single handedly tears down the Taliban. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so, like he said, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll save Hassan's son and, um, just stand up to the Taliban, be a hero, um, you know, Superman and all that. <laughs> Alright, so aspects of the book I currently like now are just, it has, it's kind of, it's kind of real and, and, and it's got a gritty sense to it, um, and the way that they describe the scenes it's very it's very in the moment like i feel and what i really don't like i really don't like the fact that um they killed off Hassan, man that kind of sucks um yeah just the book the book goes through a lot of changes and arcs i feel different different aspects okay so um overall at the beginning, I thought I was going to like the book because of how realistic it was. But then as I got more into the story, um, I thought that it got pretty boring. And I personally didn't enjoy the book. So, yeah, that's that's basically my input.
what did you like? Um, well, I just liked how realistic the storyline was, I guess. Just, like, how it was, like, real-life events. Like, even though it wasn't, like, an actual thing based on a true story, it was pretty realistic. So that was good. I like how honest the book is, like, how different it is. It's very interesting because the main character is not the best person, at least for most of the book. And he does some very regrettable things, like really pretty bad. And he sort of feels guilty, but then he also kept reinforcing it. But I kind of don't like how it just jumps forward like five years after like one page. That's kind of weird, but I guess now that's okay because he's going back to Afghanistan and trying to redeem himself. So I guess it makes sense. But at first it was hard to tell why they were jumping forward so much. Alright, so what I think is different about this book and what I like is that, um, like Steven was saying, the main character is not heroic at all. He's actually, like, really lame and, like, cowardly, so that's different for sure. Um, I like how brutally honest they are, like, with his, like, uh, inner dialogue of the main character. Of, like, some of the things that are, like, so terrible. <laughs> um, like his jealousy and all those things, um... I think uh I think the book as far as action it was it was kind of boring um but there were parts that were like that um the author did a good job of like um describing the scenes really well and like getting emotion into it uh so yeah overall I think it was a good book um just a little little dry